So I just finished watching the Grand Budapest Hotel and by like just finished I mean like literally three minutes ago and like maybe I should sit for a bit and like think about what I actually want to say about it but I just have a lot of thoughts already um that I needed to share and um so I I'm not gonna think and I'm just gonna say words um so first off I didn't know anything at all about this movie except for the fact that it was about a hotel and I thought, I knew that there was, like, some sort of, like, mystery. I knew it was, like, mur- murder mystery or something like that. I thought it was about, like, a detective or something. Um, like, you know, your your stereotypical detective and sidekick um, inspector movie. Um, and I had seen, without sound, a very small bit of the first scene on the train. Uh, this is not really a spoiler, but the, the, there's, there's a scene on the train where... Um, the two the two main characters get stopped for um get stopped for uh papers and i had seen a little bit of that in some like youtube video essay or something like that that was talking about i cannot even tell you what at this point actually um but anyway um so i did i did not know anything about it but i knew it was kind of like a little bit like um like colorful I guess is the right word for it both like literally and figuratively um and that's exactly what it is um in the sense it's it's like the exact kind of thing that I really like where it drops you in the middle of a world that kind of makes sense and kind of doesn't um it's like very reminiscent of um like very specifically the uh series of unfortunate events um a tv show or like the mysterious benedict society tv show um, which both are like, first of all, very like colorful in distinct ways, um, literally like with the choices of, um, set and costumes, um, set against like drab backgrounds otherwise. Um, and also just like, I don't know, this sense of like, you're in a world that like, where the logic is like ever so slightly to the left, but it's like, it's real world, but like sort of, I don't know, just like looking through something, looking at something through like, um like a kaleidoscope lens almost or like one of the like i mean honestly actually what it is is like looking through looking at the world through a fisheye lens where everything is just slightly kind of different um and i say that just because they're like it's so clear that they use that so much in this um movie and it's really cool um but yeah so i love like i love those kinds of uh, those kinds of things um because it's it's just it's whimsical there's there's the word i'm looking for too um it's like I love, I don't know, I I love those kinds of movies that are whimsical and don't, um, like, don't care that, like, you're not from this world, like, they're just, like, this is how the world is and you have to deal with it for the two hours that the movie takes, um, so I did, I, I, I like that aspect of it, and the thing that I kind of, like, noticed, um, right away, um, was the weird, like the framing of the movie in that it was a story within a story within a story and like sort of like at one time you could argue within a story um so like the the very beginning of it um is um this girl going to the graveyard of an author and then she shows like the book that the author wrote um that's called the grand budapest hotel and then we kind of shift to the author doing the author who has died um doing some sort of like 
it's it's really unclear whether there's actually cameras present or whether he was just practicing a speech or something like that um but doing like explaining his own work um you know with his grandson or young relative or something like that um and so there's your story within a story and then from that his his narrative becomes this the actual story that we see most throughout most of the movie um and he doesn't really come back except for the end i feel like there was another point where he did um i'd be interested to know when and what significance that had but um and so yeah so it's it's this like story within a story within a story and it kind of like the the like layers of abstraction through which like we're we're telling this um it's really interesting cuz you can kind of like see that like oh yes you're telling a story within a story within a story of course it's going to be a little whimsical because of how many like hands or mouths have to share that in order to get back to the original thing um and oh wait <laughs> i i i missed a layer i completely missed a layer sorry um it's so it's the the girl and who's who's at the grave of the author the author who's telling this story to us in real life and then um we kind of go back to the author like when he was a young man hearing this story from the actual source um from zero who's one of the main characters and then we get to the actual story so that is four layers of story within a story within a story within a story and then sometimes there's even a fifth layer so yeah so like it's this crazy like le- layer level of um abstraction so you think maybe that's where the whimsy comes in but like at each layer like even in the briefest moment of time when um you see like the girl at the very beginning who's like mourning the lo- the loss of her favorite author or whatever um you hear this um like almost like Georgian polyphony um, being sung in the background. Um, and of course you think, you know, it's just like um, like a, you know, diegetic or non-diegetic music. Um, and then um, she like passes by these like three old men in like black capes and like hats or whatever who are singing this on a bench like in the middle of nowhere. Um, and it's like, you know, just a t- like a tiny hint of like ridiculousness in that like three seconds we see that. Um, and then like, you know, as it goes back, like there's still like these layers of ridiculousness. There's um, in the, the, the layer that's like the author, but when he was younger, um, there's this really good bit um, where the older author's voice is still narrating over all of this. Um, and he mentions... Um, that the concierge like rushed off to go deal with something else that was of little consequence and little interest to him and like the the concierge is trying to like save this old man from like choking and dying um and it's it's just a very good little like i don't know difference between like the words that are being said and what is like i can't remember what it is um in Pam's class, there was like this, we talked about this, like when there's a difference between like the words in a comic and the images in a comic, um, where it's like not parallel. Um, and that's exactly what that is. And it's like just these moments of ridiculousness within these layers. Um, anyway, so that whole story thing is so interesting. Um, and, um, you know, you've, you've also, you've still got like all of these people talking about like, oh, how things were back then, etc. Um, your fire trucks yo um and so 
anyway, um, the other thing that I thought was really cool and that I noticed right away is um, just all of, like, I don't know a lot about Simmon. I don't know a lot about cinnamon, fuck, now I can't say that word, cinematography. I don't know a lot about it. Um, But, like, in the same way that, like, I really don't know a lot about lighting, but it's, like, that's, like, a a thing that I specifically notice in shows and plays and stuff like that and in like real life and like in my dreams like that's the the sort of sense that is the most strongest is like the lighting and space of of like the places in my dreams um so like I I don't know what I'm saying but I still like like to think about things and notice stuff and I just really like the way that they shot this it was very much like it was meant to be like a comedy meant to be whimsical and so they have um these moments of just like straight like cutting back and forth between like two characters who are standing like face to face a few inches apart and it's like cut to like the side the shot of them standing together uh standing side by side um and then let's like like mid-range close-up of one face and then the other face and the other face and like back and forth and back and forth and it's kind of like this ridiculous thing and like you can tell like it's not even the sort of like shot where like it's shot over the shoulder of the second character to imply that they're still present in the scene like it completely divides like these two characters as they're going back and forth and stuff like that there's um this one thing that they do like a lot is like they have those like sort of like rolling shots where like it's clearly somebody like on a dolly going through between two different set pieces that like you know in real life um you can't like you wouldn't be able to do but like they can because it's a set like um when you go through like from the kitchen to the bedroom and like there's clearly like an outside wall or whatever um and you you know you just kind of like follow the camera through um and they do a lot of that and it's like got this very good motion and like in um and some sometimes with like that fisheye lens um and sometimes without but like it's just got this like weird sense of like this kaleidoscope energy of like this constant motion and this constant like shifting and changing and you know that kind of is the same thing as the plot of like this 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 movie goes all over the fucking place it's just like you're like what's going on here there's a the scene sort of like at the end um when the the one main character um uh gustav is like uh like to this to this other guy like just like what the fuck is going on just can you please explain what's going on here um and like that's kind of how you feel the entire movie um but anyway it's like yes so it's just like a very good aesthetic and it's a very good like i don't know it puts you in a very good um it's the kind of movie that i like to be dropped in the middle of and just kind of float there for a little bit um and it's present in the like colors of the movie and the um sh- shooting of the movie and the framing devices and um the the like dialogues of the dialogue of the characters too um which I feel like I wish I could point out more specific examples of examples of but I just literally uh I don't have any memory for that but like very down to oh no there there is the one bit that's like really good of like you know they they keep um I don't know, that sticks into my head of, like, this one guy who's, um, ragging on Gustav and, like, um, calling him some homophobic slurs, and Gustav is like, okay, but, like, you just said that you thought that I was having sex with your mother or whatever, he's like, yeah, like, okay, you're still, like, 
um, but like a bisexual one, like, and it's it's just like ridiculous, like, um, it's 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 in that weird valley between, because um, most movie dialogue is like not realistic, and this is not necessarily realistic dialogue. It's just like that weird valley in between, um, or like on the other side of realis- realism, where it's not like. It's so um, kind of like ridiculous and like flowy and like, um, I don't know, like all of the cursing in this movie too is like just perfect for some reason. Like that in particular is just so good um, because it's the kind of thing where like you wouldn't expect necessarily like them to curse at this point in a movie, but in real life it like would be true. And then they do it like overtly and then it like swings back around to being ridiculously kind of like movie um uh, part of the atmosphere, and that's the best way that I can describe it. Um, so all of this kind of combines um, to make this a very like whimsical movie. I'm gonna use that word eight billion times now that I remembered that that was the word that I wanted. Um, but then, like the thing is, it's also set in the middle of um, you know more um, sirens. Okay, um, it's also set in the middle of um, a war that's going on, and. So this is this is a fictional um, a fictional uh, country that they they are in, and I looked this up because I would have forgotten it otherwise in the in the nation of Zubrauka, and I can I can go on a whole different tangent about how fun it is. Um, the Wikipedia has a list of like fake countries in media, and it's so good. Um, but I won't. I I'll save that for another time. Um, but so, yes, yeah, so they live in this fictional country, and um, it's experiencing the start of the war, and again, we have these layers of um, the narrative, so, like, you can kind of, like, f- you know, you c- you get a little bit of, like, flash-forward senses um, of, like, things that are going on, like, you know that the war is going to happen. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, but, like, so, like, within this whimsical existence is this this war that's going on and it's very it's like very clearly world war Two. like this is um the like the nazi occupation of of um europe and um okay so i think nothing i have said so far is really a spoiler for this movie um and i'm now going to start saying spoilers for this movie um so one of the things that they they talk about like kind of um, as like a little bit of like a flash forward or like, you know, older Zero, one of the char- main characters, older Zero talking about his younger self is that like he was in love with this woman named Agatha and they were going to get married and she died. And it's like hinted out throughout like the entire like thing that like she she's like in constant danger when they're off solving their murder mystery or whatever. Um, but and so like you think she's gonna die in the middle like because people are dying left and right you think she's gonna die during this but no and then like towards the end you find out she died two years after she married him um or like a few years after he married she married him um along with the, their two-year-old son um and it's like kind of a throwaway line and it's a little sad and it's just kind of like oh like you know you were making this death out to be such a big thing and it wasn't but like not it wasn't in that sense it was just like, I don't know, it makes you question your, your thought process when you're like, oh, I was almost kind of like, it's almost, um, oh, it's so disappointing that she lived for like two more years and then died. Like, 
why couldn't she have died dramatically during this show or during the during this whole um dramatic bit of it or whatever and like you know that's maybe a logical um you know narrative question to have when you're watching a movie but also it's like a little bit weird like in a in a a thought that like it feels like you're supposed to interrogate with you know the context of this war that's going on in the occupation um and the other thing that just like threw me like I I, like a genuine another thing of like I was watching this movie and then all of a sudden a thing happened and I was like excuse me um was and this is like major major spoilers but um so Gustave you know it's clear that like he leaves zero um the Grand Budapest Hotel um in his will like when he dies it's like willed down to um zero and that's like the whole thing um, you know, Zero is his, uh, lobby boy, and he's the concierge of the hotel. I don't think I ever said who these characters fucking are, my bad. Um, yeah, so Gustav is the, the concierge of this hotel, and he's going on this whole, like, murder mystery solving spree thing. Um, and so he wills down, he wills it down to Zero. Um, so, like, you know he's, like, gotta die eventually or whatever, but, like, you know, you think it just happened, um, but the scene that they show of, like, him when he dies is the, like, direct parallel of, um, the earlier scene in the, um, train in which they're stopped for their papers. And so the first time what happens is, um, Zero, who is a refugee of this same war, um, doesn't have, uh, like, the proper papers that he needs. Um, he just has, like, the, you know, like, the best he can, the best he could get, um, and the first time this happens, um, they they get like a little roughed up. Like they're told like they they've got to leave the train, and they and um, Gustav is like no, like he's my he's my lobby boy. Like I I he's um, a perfectly like um, legal immigrant here. He's um, working for me. Like he's you know like I can vouch for him. Um, and they get roughed up a bit until some. A uh, policeman comes in who Gustav like knew the the um the father and mother of or whatever, and they're like oh they're good pe- they're good people like let them go, and he gives them him this kind of like get out of jail free card that policemen give, um, and he's like if that happens again just give them this, um, and so, the end of this movie like it ends very abruptly, um the whole like murder mystery part of it, and then um. There is this sort of like little flash forward bit or whatever, or not flash forward because it's all being told in the past, but um, it it time skip. That's what I'm looking for. Um, and again, they're on this train to go somewhere, and the, the like seated in almost the exact same places. Um, but Agatha is with them. Um, they have just gotten married. Um, and and it's also really funny because um zero would like pencil on a little mustache before work every day and this time he has a real mustache um and so but like yeah it's like this exact parallel of this scene and then um and but this time it's the um instead of the like the sort of like local police force or whatever it is um or like the sort of like tamer version of this these army men it's um the the like i believe they're like the the like execution squads that whatever their like their terminology is for these people in this movie um and they come in and ask for the papers the exact same way um and the, like it's almost like word for word like the exact kind of exchange 
um, and um, just as before, like, Zero kind of does this little, like, panicked, like, look at Gustav, and, like, he's the slowest and the last one to, like, get his papers out, and it's clear that he hasn't um, gotten the, uh, the, like, the proper papers yet, and he still has the, um, the immigration pass that he had, and the, like, the get-out-of-jail-free card is the only thing they have, um, and this time, like, Gustav handles it, like, a little bit better because he knows, like, what that means because they know each other now and stuff, um, but it still ends up with the, the other people, like, roughing him up, and, um, and, like, Gustav goes, like, starts, starts, like, fighting back at them in the same way that he did previously, um, and, like, with the same exact words, and then this is, like, when the older Zero says that, like, this is where he was, uh, taken out and shot and it's like oh maybe I should have like said something in a warning first I don't know um it's it was just like it was so jarring because I did not know what this movie was about at all um I just thought it was like you know whimsy romp um detective story and that's kind of like what it is but just like with this sinister backdrop of the war and again like that was so jarring to me and I like like you know it felt like something had been I don't know snapped into place and um that shot is like entirely in black and white and if I remember correctly it's like not it's very like straight there's no like fisheye lens it's just very like straight on I'd actually I'd love to like look at those scenes back to back again and like actually um figure out what like the choices are um and how they differ but like I don't know I like I can't tell like I like this but I can't like at the same time I can't tell like um looking at like the the very I when I went to the wikipedia page to um figure out what the country name was again I like it has like this little section about like um uh, themes and style and release like reception critical response that kind of thing um and I only skimmed it a little bit and it said like a lot of people were criticizing um the sort of how like you know you have this sort of like whimsy romp movie uh, with this backdrop of the war and then it like makes light of that situation um and that it like you know like how can you like how can you do that and like i see that's the kind of thing that like i never like like i i've never know where to stand on that kind of thing because i don't know i had this discussion with like a french class a long time ago about um the movie hiroshima mon amour which um is this like love story that's set in hiroshima shortly after no not shortly after World War II, like, a li- I think, like, a while after that in the 50s or something like that, um, and it's, like, it's, for some reason, that movie, like, to me, seemed very, like, it's so weird to have this backdrop of this, you know, historical event that has happened for this, like, love story between two characters, and, like, it explores, um, you know, like, themes that are relevant to like you know like that are treated with um dignity and like how talking about um 
you know, your, your, uh, the history of, um, like what to do when this is your history and, um, sort of like how that has affected people and, um, their existence. But also it's about this random French woman who's in the middle of, um, Japan and falling in love with this man. And maybe it's just the kind of movie that like is too deep for me and I just didn't understand it enough. Um, but I like really thought that that was the kind of thing that like it was that it used um, like a terrible real life event as a cheap backdrop. Um, and I didn't like that. And this movie, um, I think like again, like got some criticism for doing that same thing. But at the same time, like, maybe maybe things just click for different people because for me, this one, like, I, like, I think it was, a, like, a sort of, like, a good choice, like, or not, at least not a bad one in that, like, it was very much like, oh, you think this is how the world is and then suddenly you're reminded that that's not true and that, like, you know, the funny, the funny, um ridiculous murder mystery that's been going on and like this battle over a dumb painting of a boy with an apple who's holding his fingers out in the stupidest way like um like the war just slowly creeps up on that and like you know it kind of like passes and you're just kind of like okay yeah whatever it's not really relevant to the plot because all they care about is like you know this inheritance and stuff like that and then suddenly it's there and it matters and um, there is also another part of the, the movie where um, Zero talks about um, why he came to the country of Google, 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 uh, Zabrowka, <laughs> Zabrowka um, was because his family was a refugee in this war. Um, and, you know, that's, that's like, you know, not said until later on in the, the thing um, when you like realize, oh, this, you know, this war has had its effects on these people. Um, and even in this like, um, untouched Budapest hotel that's supposed to give like people a reprieve from normal life and, um, you know, high up on the mountain where you need to take a funicular to get up to it. Um, it still gets touched by this war. Um, and like, you know, as the movie goes on more and more people, um, from that, uh, that war, that invading force, like, take up residence there, and I don't know. I personally think that it, like, like, looking at it, um, it hit for me of, like, this sudden realization of, like, oh, you know, when they talk about this war, they really mean it exists, and kind of, like, the justification of that sort of, like, colorful kaleidoscope nostalgia for this hotel and this whimsical um like romp of the two main characters like and then sit sit that against the fact that one of them died of a disease um that became curable like years later um and one of them or the wife at least and then one of them died um because of this invading war force, and the other main character had lost all of his family and his original um, home because of this war. And I don't know, again, I, I think that it was like an effective um, sort of like slap to the face almost of like, you think you're watching this 
for one reason and you're you really are forced to think about something else um but again it's the kind of thing of like you know some other people might see that as insensitive and that's you know the kind of like you know an opinion that I can completely honor too because like I said something very similar that I had seen before I immediately was like this feels cheap this feels distasteful um and the very same thing could be said about this movie and it was just, an, I don't know, it was just a very interesting, um, unexpected ending. Again, I knew nothing about this except for I thought there was, like, detective sidekick vibes um, similar to... I genuinely thought it was, like, a cross between, like, um, like Dirk Gently and the, like, Robert Downey Jr. Um, uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes with like a touch of like Mediterranean vibes. Like that's what <laughs> that's what I thought it was. Um and you know it wasn't really um and I still liked it. It was a good movie. Um Yeah, I didn't I really didn't think about what I wanted to say before I started opening my mouth and talking. Um but I think that's all I have to say. Goodbye.